Hey friend, welcome or welcome back to the show. We are getting closer and closer to the end of this year and we are about to head into the holiday season. But before we get into all of that, I just want to check in with you and see how you're doing, see how you're feeling, see how things are going. And the thing that women share with me a lot is that they are feeling stuck in life. They're just like, Shayla, sis, I feel stuck. I feel stuck in all the areas of my life. I don't feel like things are moving or progressing. I'm not sure what's going on. And so I can completely sympathize. I totally understand that. I've been there myself. And so today, for just a few minutes, I want to share with you seven things to consider if you are feeling stuck in life. Okay, so let's jump into it. Hey friend, welcome to the Called and Confident podcast where you will find strategies and solutions to discover your calling, get unstuck, and move in the direction that God is leading you. I'm Shayla and for many years I struggled doing all of the things, but still wondered what was my true purpose. I did a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it just didn't feel like it was all coming together or making the impact that I had expected. I just felt like there was still so much more. Have you been feeling stuck in life and wondering if God has forgotten about you? If so, I can totally relate. My mission is to help you take action on your God-given assignment so you can confidently live healthy, healed, and whole. If you're ready to say yes to your calling and start moving forward, then you're in the right place. Girl, it's time for a little sister chat. You grab the popcorn, I'll grab the peanut M&Ms, and meet me on the couch. Let's get started. All right, so today we are talking about seven things to consider when you are feeling stuck in life. So I know how that feels. It is not a fun feeling when you just feel stuck. You feel like nothing is moving, nothing is advancing, nothing is progressing. You're just like, Lord, what is going on? Father, are you there? Can you hear me? Are my prayers reaching you, right? So I can completely, completely understand what that feels like. But I want to share with you today just seven things to consider seven things that might be going on if you are feeling stuck in life. Because the, the truth of the matter is we aren't really stuck. We, we certainly aren't abandoned by God. We certainly aren't forgotten by God. But when you're in a stuck place, it can feel like it. You can feel like God is too busy. You can feel like maybe God is tending to his other children. Like, Lord, I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's a line and I'm in the back of the line. You just, you don't know what's happening. But the truth of the matter is you are still on the heart and mind of God. Even if you're in a stuck place, what feels like a stuck place right now, you are on the heart and mind of God. God loves you. He is your father. He loves you with an everlasting love. He is not too busy. He he has not abandoned you. He has not walked away from you. Trust me, God is still with you. Even if you feel like I can't feel him right now, I can't hear him, I can't sense him, just know, you just have to know because you know because you know that God is still with you. That is when we have to really dig down deep. I mean, deep, dig down deep and pull up that faith. You have to say, God, stir up my faith, Lord. Help my unbelief because I am struggling. But in the midst of all of that, there could be... things that are happening or things that you don't see, things that you don't perceive. And so I just want to encourage you today and share these seven things. So, and they're in no particular order. They're just in the order that they came to my mind when I was thinking about this earlier. And so I'm just going to share them with you in the order that I have them. So number one, seven things to consider when you're feeling stuck in life. Number one, it could be um, failed expectations. So if you had hopes, 
dreams, desires, expectations. You had a timeline for your life. You had a plan for your life. You said, you know, by this age, I'm going to have this done. By this time, I'm going to accomplish this, this, and this. And then when you move through the trajectory of your life and those things aren't happening on the timeline that you anticipated, that can be very frustrating. It can be very overwhelming and it can leave you feeling stuck. And so oftentimes we just keep moving through life and we don't really address those failed expectations. And I believe we have to take those expectations back to God and say, you know, Lord, I really thought that I would have blank by now, or I really thought that this would happen by now, fill in the blank with whatever it is for you, right? And so you have to really take that back to God. You have to lay that at the feet of Jesus. God can take it. He He's not He's not upset or offended by our honesty. That's what a relationship is. God wants to be in relationship with us. So he wants us to bring our honesty to him. And he wants us to say, you know, God, I'm really disappointed that this hasn't happened in my life yet. I'm not sure what's happening. I feel like I failed at this or that. Lord, I really expected to see this by now. I expected to be in this place in my career by now. I expected to whatever the thing is. And you can take that to God and you can share that with him. And lots of times when we don't deal with those failed expectations, it can really put us in a place of hopelessness. It can cause us to feel bitter. It can cause us to feel aggravated. Sometimes it can even stir up jealousy and envy toward other people that you see who have the thing that you were praying about. And so we don't want any of that because the enemy will definitely swoop in. He'll definitely try to use our hurt feelings. He'll try to use our failed expectations. He'll try to use our our timeline that we thought and say, look, I thought, you know, you're always talking about God, God, this, God, that God didn't come through for you. You know, what's wrong with you? Why don't you have this or that? Why hasn't this happened for you? And so the enemy will swoop in quickly if we're not careful. So we just have to take our failed expectations to the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm experiencing. This is what's on my heart right now. This is making my heart heavy. But God, even in the midst of these failed expectations, even in the midst of my timeline, not coming to pass as I would hope, God, I still trust you. God, I still believe you. I still know that you are capable. I know that you will do it in due season when the appointed time arrives. I know, God, that you will do what you said because you are a faithful God. You are a trustworthy God. You are consistent. So I want to encourage you today to just take some time, take some quiet time to sit with the Lord. And if you are feeling stuck, I want you to consider that perhaps there are some failed expectations, some things that you may be secretly dealing with, or it may even hasn't even really fully occurred to you yet that there are some things that you hoped for, desired, wished. The Bible talks about hope deferred makes the heart sick. So when there is something on your heart, when there's something that you desire and it has not come to pass, that can make your heart sick. It's heartbreaking, right? And so take that to the Lord today and say, God, I need you to help me search my heart. Show me the places where I have failed expectations. Show me the things that maybe I'm harboring, things I'm upset about, things that I might be um, angry about. Maybe I'm angry about it because you haven't done it. And just ask the Lord to, to search your heart and to help you in those situations because pride and bitterness and angry and anger will um, take root in our heart quickly. And we are not able to move and flow with God as he sees fit when we have those things happening in our heart. So just uh, 
give your heart to God today and say, God, examine my heart. Show me what's there. Show me what's not fruitful. Show me what might be in the way, Lord, so that I can live a life that's pleasing unto you and that I can move forward freely. Okay. So that may be a reason that you have been feeling stuck lately. Here's number two. There could be some consequences of sin that haven't been addressed, or it's just, you know, the consequence of what happened. Now, God is a loving God. God is a forgiving God. He is merciful. He is gracious to us. Uh, but there are consequences. You know, I don't know about your great grandmother and your family members and your mama, what they would say to you. But my family always said, you reap what you sow. Okay. So I can remember as a little girl, they would always tell us that. And when I was a little girl, I had no idea what they were talking about or what that meant. But essentially what they were saying is you will reap what you sow. So whatever it is that we're doing, whatever decisions we've made, whatever choices we've made, there are consequences to all of that. And so God is not an angry, mean God who is waiting for us to fail, waiting for us to mess up so he can come down on us, so he can uh, punish us. That's not the kind of God he is. He's a loving father. However, with that being said, there are still consequences to our actions. We all have free will. We can do what we want. We can live how we want, but there are consequences. Okay. So God has given us free will and we can make choices. But when we step out of the will of God, when we step out of the boundaries of God, when we step out of the protection of God and do what we want to do, when we yield to our flesh, when we say, I'm going to do what I want to do, I'm going to do it my way. I don't care what the Bible says or what God said or what my mama said, or they're not going to tell me what to do. I'm grown. Okay. We have the free will. We can say that we can do that. We can live like that, but there are consequences to those decisions and there are consequences to those actions. And so the best thing, the easiest thing, the simplest thing to do is just repent. We have to just repent, take it back to the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, I did what I wanted to do. We just be honest with God. God is, wants to be in a relationship with us and say, God, I did what I wanted to do. I knew it was wrong and I still did it. I chose to do it. But God, in the name of Jesus, I repent for that. You know, I confess it. I repent. And that means I'm going to turn from my wicked ways. Okay. Repentance is not God. I'm sorry. And then we do it again. That's not repentance. That's not repentance. Okay. Repentance is God. I'm truly sorry. And I need you to help me. I need you to empower me through the Holy ghost to not do this anymore, whatever that is. And so we have to be serious about repentance, but as soon as we are serious and we take it to God and we truly repent and we truly turn from those ways, those actions, those decisions, God will forgive us. It's that simple. Just repent in the name of Jesus and God will forgive us and, you know, turn it around and we start fresh. Okay. His mercies are new every morning. It's that simple. However, even after repentance, even after we repent, sometimes there are still some consequences of sin. There are still some things that will follow us in life that will linger, that will still you know, be in the way as a result of a decision we made as a result of a, as a consequence to our actions. And so you may be dealing with that right now. You could be in a place feeling stuck because of some decisions you've made. Again, don't beat yourself up. Uh, we don't sit in condemnation. We're not going to be beat ourselves up. We're not going to say, Oh no, I'm a terrible person. Uh, I'm not really a Christian. God can't really use me. All of that is the enemy. We're, we're not going to do any of that. Once we have repented, once we have given it to God, it's, it's forgotten. God is over it and we have to be over it too. We might still have to deal with the consequences. We might still have to deal with the repercussions of our actions, but 
we are forgiven. And so in this place, wherever you are today, if you feel like, yeah, I think I am in this quote unquote stuck place because of some decisions that I've made, then that's fine. You know, it is what it is. We're all, we have all been in a place and a space in our life, our lives where we are there because of our own decisions, right? Wherever we are today, it's because of the decisions we made. If you feel like you don't have enough money, you can never make ends meet, but you know that you just came out of a season where you were kind of spending wildly, <laughs> then it might take a while. It might take you some time to rebuild that back up, right? Now you have to get your finances back in order. You might have to restore your credit. It might be lots of things that you have to do as a result of the last set of decisions that you made. But all we can do is give it to God, pick up pieces and keep moving, right? So if you are feeling stuck today and it's a result of some decisions that you've made, repent, ask God to forgive you and forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. We all mess up every single day, all the time. Forgive yourself and move forward and say, God, just give me the grace, give me the mercy, give me your strength, give me your guidance to move forward in this season, okay? So seven things to consider if you're feeling stuck in life. Number one, it could be failed expectations. Number two, it could be the consequences of some sins or some decisions that you've made. Number three, you could be in a pruning season. And so if you are in a pruning season, if you wanna make an impact and live out your purpose, you've probably heard that you must have money and popularity, and that's simply not true true. Everything that you need to fulfill your calling is already on the inside of you. You just need to learn how to activate those gifts and start dreaming again. And that's why I want to invite you to join me inside the Called and Confident Accelerator. In just four short weeks, you will walk away from the Called and Confident Accelerator with personalized assessment results to put you on the right path, biblical context for your calling through a Bible reading plan, resources to get additional training for your specific calling, and action steps compiled into a customized plan to launch you into your calling work. In addition, you'll have access to work with me one-on-one -on -one each and every week. We can meet up, we can discuss what's going on, what you're learning, what questions you might have, what needs or struggles you're going through, because I wanna help you, I wanna support you on this journey. So to learn more and to join the Called and Confident Accelerator, go to shaylahilton.com, click Accelerator at the top, or click the link in the show notes. So the Bible talks about Jesus is the true vine and God is the vine dresser. And so in the process of pruning, God, our father, is going to be cutting away things from our lives. He's going to be doing an internal examination of us to see what's in our hearts, what's in our lives, what is uh, holding us back, what needs to be cut, what needs to be pruned, what needs to be removed out of the way so that we can show up the best we can, so we can be as much like Jesus as possible, so we can be at our very best. And so you could be in a season of pruning, which means God is doing some work in your life. God is doing some work in you. God could be cutting away things. He could be removing people. He could be removing you from situations. He could be changing your heart. He could be changing the things you desire, the things you see, the things you uh, used to do. God could be just bringing you into a season, into a place where he can do the work on you, where he can do the work in you. And so you might be feeling stuck today and you might be like, I just, I don't know what's happening. This is horrible, but you could possibly be in a pruning season. And God may have said, you know, I need you to sit still right here 
right now so I can do some work in your life. So I can do what needs to be done so I can get the most out of you. So I can get you to the place that I need you to be so that I can make sure that you are the woman or the, the woman of God or the man of God that I created you to be. So that I can make sure that everything in you and in your life, around your life is where and how I need it to be, okay? So you might be in a pruning season today. Pruning is not fun. <laughs> It's not fun. It doesn't feel good, but it's necessary. Okay. It's very necessary. So what you are perceiving as being stuck, God could really be pruning you. He could really just be doing a deep, deep, deep internal work in your life. Okay. That's number three. Number one, these are seven things to consider if you're feeling stuck in life. Number one, you could be having some, you know, dealing with some failed expectations. Number two, it could be some consequences of your decisions that you've made. Number three, you could be in a pruning season or number four, it could be because of procrastination. Okay. So perhaps God has already told you what he wants you to do, what he has called you to do, what you should be working on in this season. And maybe you didn't take action. Okay. So God might've said, Hey, I want you to do this. I want you to start this. I want you to launch this. I want you to go here, go there, study this. I want you to work with this group of people. I want you to help over here. And perhaps you've been dragging your feet a bit, or perhaps you just don't want to do it at all. <laughs> or perhaps you tried it before and it didn't work out the way that you thought. So you're like, Lord, I don't want to do that again. I already tried it. Whatever it might be, maybe you are procrastinating. So what feels like you're stuck in life could just be you procrastinating, you dragging your feet. And I need you to hear me, sis. If you are procrastinating, if you are not doing what God called you to do, that is still disobedience. Okay. That hurts. Listen, listen, it's tight through here today, but I need you to hang with me. Okay. That is disobedience. And so if we are dragging our feet on doing what God called us to do, it can leave us feeling like, oh, I'm in a stuck place. Nothing is happening. Nothing is moving. Nothing is flowing. But it could be, you could be your own holdup in this situation. God might be trying to get you to the next place, to the next thing, to start to launch, to take action, to start moving on something so he can get you to where you need to be. But if you are refusing to do what God told you to do, or you're dragging your feet about doing it, or you're slow about doing it, then that can leave you feeling like you're in a stuck place. It could be the holdup. The thing that God told you to do, I need somebody to hear me right now. The thing that God told you to do is going to open a door for, for your next. So it's a launching pad for your next. Okay. So you cannot keep dragging your feet on what your, what God called you to do. You cannot keep dragging your feet. I can remember, let me tell you my own story. I was, God told me, I think it was like early, early 2015. God told me that I needed to write a book. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, what does this mean? What does this look like? What do I need to do? Yada, yada, you know. And so I was just kind of dragging my feet on it all year long, just really moving slow, writing a little bit here, writing a little bit there, just really, you know, moving at my own pace, not, not moving at God's pace with that. And God sent an apostle to me <laughs> and he said, you know, there's a lot of busyness in you right now, Shayla, and you are dragging your feet and you need to get this book written, okay? And when I tell you, I got 
that book written after that. You know, I was like, oh, Lord, you know, I don't want to be in trouble with God. I don't want to procrastinate anymore. I don't want to drag my feet. And so I got that book done quickly after that. And then it began to open up some doors and shift some things and move me into the into the next. OK, so I want to encourage you today that if you are procrastinating, that could very much be why you are feeling stuck. It could very much be why things are a little held up. So I want to encourage you today to go ahead and do what God told you to do. Go ahead and get started on what he told you to do and he'll give you the next. Like sometimes people say, well, I can't really do do what God told me to do yet because I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. I only know this little bit. I don't know the whole thing. And in most most cases, God doesn't work like that. He's not going to give you the entire picture. He's just going to tell you the next thing to do. He's, he's needing you to be obedient with the next step, not necessarily the entire um, spectrum of the thing. So just go ahead and take the next step, do what God told you to do, and he'll give you more after that. Okay. That was number four, procrastination. Number five, something to consider if you're feeling stuck in life. Number five, it could be spiritual warfare. Okay. We have to be aware of this. We are in a battle. We are in a, a war with the enemy. The enemy, if you are a, a believer of Jesus Christ, you belong to God. God is your Lord. He's your savior. He's your father. The enemy does not like you and he does not want you to do the will of God. He does not want you to walk in your purpose. He does not want you to discover what you're called to do. He does not want you to be a blessing to the body of Christ. He does not want you to help people. He does not want you to evangelize and tell other people about Jesus Christ. So he wants to keep you feeling like you're stuck. The enemy wants to oppress you. He wants to depress you. He wants to beat you down. He wants to overwhelm you. He wants to tell you lies. He wants to whisper in your ear, tell you you're not good enough, tell you you're not, you're, you've never been good enough tell you that God isn't true, that God isn't going to do what he said, that you're never going to amount to anything, all these lies, all this stuff. So you are in a war. I need you to understand that you are in a war. And so the enemy is coming against you. He's coming against your assignment. He's coming against your purpose. He's coming against the calling on your life. He does not want you to discover who you are in Christ. He does not want you to know what God wanted you, wants you to do. He does not want you to understand who you are. Because when you know who you are, when you know that you are anointed for this, that God has called you to this, when you know that you are equipped for this, when you know that you have gifts and skills and talents that are going to be a blessing, blessing to people. The enemy doesn't want you to know that he doesn't want you stepping out on faith and walking with God and trusting with God and being a blessing to other people. So he's going to do whatever he can to stop you. Okay. The enemy, uh, the enemy is not, uh, I think people take him, take the enemy and people take spiritual warfare a little too lightly. This is not a game. These are demonic forces that are coming against what you are doing. And these demonic forces have been watching you your entire life. They have been watching your family line. They have been watching the generations and the people that you come from. So the enemy knows a lot about you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows the things that break your heart. He knows where you have struggled in life. He knows the things that will easily get you off course. He knows what to do to ruin your entire day. So that is why it is so important for us to stay prayed up. We have to pray. We have to fast. We have to um, study the 
Bible. We have to speak the word of God. You have got to stay equipped. You have got to put on the full armor of God every single day or the enemy is going to beat you into the ground. Okay. If you are not ready for war, the enemy is going to beat you up and that will leave you feeling stuck. You'll feel like, oh no, I can't make it. I can't move forward. Nothing is happening. I'm not progressing. My life won't move. Everything is stagnant. And that's because the enemy is sending an onslaught against you. The enemy is sending fiery darts in your direction every single day. So you have got to be ready to combat that. The enemy does not play fair. He doesn't play fair. He doesn't fight fair. He doesn't care if you're down and he'll stop. He doesn't, he's not going to bag up just because you're not moving in your calling or you're not walking in your purpose. He's not going to let up. He, he wants to destroy you. The Bible tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That is his objective. That is his goal. So you have got to be ready to, to war. You have got to be prayed up. You have got to combat that stuck feeling. You got to move around and pray and fast and, and speak the word of God over your own life so that you can fight back when the enemy is coming against you with spiritual warfare. Okay. Seven things to consider. If you're feeling stuck, number one, could be felt expectations. Number two, could be consequences of your decisions. Number three, you could be in a pruning season. Number four, you could be procrastinating. Number five, it could be spiritual warfare. Number six, it could be your connections. Who are you connected to? Who do you spend the most time with? Who is in your circle? Who speaks to you? Who is it that you listen to? If everybody in your circle uh, is unmotivated. If everybody in your circle doesn't really have goals, dreams, aspirations, nobody's really doing a whole lot. Nobody really aspires to do a whole lot. Then that can rub off on you, you know? So if you are in a group of people where you are the only one who has dreams, goals, you're the only one who is like, you know, I think I'll start a business. I think I'll launch this ministry that I feel God is leading me to. And everybody's like, what you going to do? What? Who told you that? Why would you, you need, people around you. You need connections. So when you say, you know what, I think I'm going to start a business. You want people to be like, yes, do that. Let me tell you how to help you. Let me, let me tell you what to do, who to connect with. You want people to encourage you, to inspire you. You want people to be excited for you. So I want to encourage you today to check your connections. Who are you connected to? Who are you listening to? What are they saying? Are they positive, excited, energetic, faith-filled believers who are excited to take on the world and advance the kingdom of God? Or are they people who could use a little more motivation, you know? folks who could use a little bit more energy, people who could use a little more positivity, right? So you need to check your circle, check your connections, because people who are negative, people who are not inspired, people who are not motivated are draining. They will drain the life out of you and they will leave you feeling stuck and you feel stuck and like nothing is going on. And really you are like boxed in because you are surrounded by the wrong people. All right. So I want to encourage you to check that too. So that's number six and number seven, something to consider if you're feeling stuck in life. Number seven, God could be preparing you for takeoff. So out of the whole list, this is the one I like the best. Okay. You could be feeling that stuck feeling because God is preparing you for takeoff. It's, it's like God could have you in an incubator of, of sorts, right? You could be prepared to be being prepared to be birthed forth. And I pray that that is where you are. <laughs> Once you check these other six, right? I'm praying that 
God is about to birth you into the next. And I think that sometimes God will put us in a waiting season and he'll say, sit right here. This can go hand in hand with the pruning season, right? God will say, sit right here. I'm doing some work on you. I'm doing some work in you because I'm about to propel you into the next. I'm about to propel you into your destiny, into your future, into the next. I have things prepared for you. I have a plan for you. I'm about to use you in a mighty way. But in the meantime, I need you to sit still for a minute while I do what I need to do. And so you could be in a season, in a place, in a space where it feels like you're stuck. It is a very frustrating place. You could be very irritated. You could be upset with God and you're like, I'm just mad. I don't know what's happening, but God could possibly be about to send you forward into your next. Okay. And so if that is the case, if God is preparing you for takeoff, I want to encourage you just to stay close to him. Just keep praying, keep trusting him, keep hanging in there, spend time with him, be honest with God, tell him how you truly feel, tell him what's really going on with you. But my prayer for you is that that's where you are right now. And you're not really stuck. It feels like you're stuck, but you're not really stuck. God is about to bless you in such a way that is going to change your entire life. And I believe that God is preparing many of you to go forward. I believe that God is teaching you who you are. I believe that God is showing you who you are and what he is doing in your life, where he, where he is taking you, what he's going to do in your next. And that could be why you're feeling so stuck. And it's not even that you're stuck. God is just, he has you in a holding spot right now while he gets everything prepared for you, while he gets the next place and the next space prepared. Okay. So I'm praying for you today. I'm going to run through the list one more time. Seven things to consider if you're feeling stuck in life. I want you to kind of check on these things and pray and be very, very prayerful about it and ask God to show you where you might be in this list so that he can show you what to do to help you to move into your next so that you're not stuck and you won't feel stuck. Okay, here's the list again. Seven things to consider. Number one, it could be failed expectations. Number two, could be consequences consequences of your decisions or some sin things that we were working through. Just we're, we're just going to repent. Number three, could you could be in a pruning season. Number four, it could be some procrastination. Number five, you could be dealing with spiritual warfare which everybody is. So definitely that <laughs> number six could be your connections. Who are you connected to? Who are you hanging out with? And then number seven, God could just be preparing you for takeoff. This could be your moment. I pray it's your moment. I pray this is your moment. I pray this is your time. I pray this is your season. I pray that God is about to launch you forward like a rocket. And then you will just be like, thank God I didn't die in that dry place. Thank God I didn't die in that stuck place. Thank God he brought me out of that. Okay. So sis, know that I'm praying for you. I'm trusting and believing that God is going to move you forward. I'm trusting and believing that God is going to strengthen you wherever you are. He's going to strengthen you to make it and he's going to strengthen you to come out on the other side of this. Okay. So reach out to me. Let me know. I want to hear from you. Tell me where you are in these. So maybe you're like, oh, you know, number five was me. Number two was me. That was me. I want to hear from you. Okay. So email me at hello at shaylahilton.com. Let me know which one of these sounds like you. If you want to add anything to the list, if you like, you know what, Shayla, there's one more thing that might be happening. Let me know that too. Okay. So I'd love to hear from you and I can't wait to talk to you again in the next episode. 
All right, sis, I know you have to get back to your day, but I hope this was helpful and I pray it blessed you tremendously. Before you go, can you leave me a written review for the show on Apple Podcasts and share this with another sister who is ready to confidently walk in her calling? Oh, and don't forget to connect with me on social media. I appreciate you and I want you to know that I'm praying for you. Just remember, God's got it and God's got you. Talk to you soon.